Hey, it's Candia Raquel, founder of Centro de Poder. Welcome to the Sensual Sessions, the place to learn how to sense your fire so you can share the flame. And today we have a very special guest. Here it's Marine Schroll from Germany, and she's a somatic coach and a sexological body worker. Welcome, Marine. Hi. <laughs> nice to have you here. So I want to ask you, like, um, what are the biggest challenges that you, you see that your students have when it comes to intimacy and to, to sensuality and also sexuality? That's a huge question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, um, yeah. 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 Um, people coming to my sessions um, come with many, many different issues because they come from many different backgrounds. Um, so I have all different kinds of uh, gender identities, sexual orientations, social backgrounds. Um, so, yeah, many different people. Um, But what do they come with? I would say in general, um, um, with questions around their bodies, around their sexualities, their relationships, where in its core, it's very often about the way how they perceive themselves, like how they perceive their own body, sexuality, personality. Very often it's um, related to this um, typical question like, Um, am I normal? Um, am I normal? Um, how I live my sexuality, how I, how I live myself, um, how I feel in my body, how I feel with my uh, with sexuality. Um, and it looks like um, everybody else out there in the world is kind of normal or they are, well, if they are everybody else is confident and uh, good with how they are and um, but they are not normal. they don't feel normal. Um, and like that's a that's a big issue and um, also with the other topics uh, it, it comes down I mean you call um, your program like that it's about sensuality um, um, there's something where they where they feel they cannot feel that deep or they would feel more they would like to feel more they would feel they would like to feel more pleasure more emotions, more connections, more love, more lust. Um, like, yeah, something is, something is missing. Something's missing. Yeah, it makes sense that people wonder if they are normal because there's like a societal image of what's normal regarding how you should look and how your lifestyle should be and how how everything should be but we only see at a surface level like how you dress your makeup and what car you're driven driving but in terms of intimacy on how you relate sexually or how you relate simply sensually to your body like simply how you relate to your own pleasure that is not talked about that is still now in 2022 at taboo i mean even in the hollywood drama and gossip we hear about stories but we we don't really know and we make assumptions of 
of what should be normal, but we don't even have a reference. So what is normal, Maureen? Tell us. Normal is basically everything. <laughs> Nothing is everything. Um, uh, yeah, I guess it's um, how we, um, like, no, let's say one, one big um, rule for me when people come to me also is that um, people um, want to change or they want to learn. Um, like they want to change because there is an issue or they want to learn about their potential. It doesn't always have, have to be a problem. Um, but it's like I'm working with people who are coming to me and um, um, the, the, like I'm not working with people who don't want to change. Yeah. And uh, for me, it's um, the basic rules really, or like not the rule, my wish, like my biggest wish would be the moment where here in our society, um, nobody is standing up and saying, I know the truth about sexuality. This is for women, it's like that. For, um, uh, for men, it's like that. Um, for non-binaries, it's like that. For um, elderly people, it's like that. So, um, for menopause, it's like that. So there are also many things that I hear how things are. Yeah, yeah. and um, like what I experienced is that every human being is so unique in um, in who they are, what they bring from their lives, um, and what they are. Um, looking for like sexuality sensuality can have so many different functions longings um, qualities challenges that it's really worth to look into each unique person to find out what is driving you what is holding you back what is pleasure for you and um what also not like i don't have i don't know like i don't know what your sexuality should look like but let's let's have a look together. Yeah, yeah. That that is great because it, it makes it, it makes me think that what is normal if is to be sensual and what is normal is to be sexual as everybody else. But the way you are sensual or sexual, that pertains only to you, your uniqueness and your your authentic expression, just as your DNA or your fingerprint. I mean, we all have. 22 sets of chromosomes and we have a nose but we are all different and it's wonderful to to have this understanding so we can become curious on exploring like the full range of of our own way of being alive and experiencing pleasure so can you tell us a little bit yeah more about change like how, how how to frame change because i've seen in a long time gay friends from from the dancing community here in mexico before it was like like more accepted and respected and tolerated to be gay many of them just wanted to change and be heterosexual and i remember going to a cop with a couple of friends to public events like their university graduation, like the best friend, but also if the uncles were there, so they don't see, see him strange and see him like 
if he had a girl. I mean, I, I made the I faked to be the girlfriend so they don't be discriminated. And they wanted to change as if being gay was something wrong. And fortunately, what, what changed in their mind was that notion. And it changed the way they presented to the world as they are and ask for respect. That's just my, my experience relating to change. So what do you see often that people want to change? They, they want to change to conform to a, an idea of or normal or how is that? Very often they don't know. I would say because also um, I, um, my work for most people is when they come to me, they don't really know what my work really is. <laughs> like because I work based. So either um, um, when people are coming to me on site, I also work with touch not only, but I can also work with touch. I can work with um, touch on the dressed body, on the naked body. I can work with genitals, with arousal. And we can just go into somatic uh, talking. So, but I can work with touch or I work online also just on Zoom, but it's still all somatic. I really bring people into our bodies. Yes. Um, and people don't know what that means. Like they don't have a clue. So um, they have a sense that their change must have something to do with their bodies. Otherwise they wouldn't come to me. Yes. Um, but it's more very often that they, that very often they don't know where to change to. It's more that they tell me about the problem. Okay. Um, and um, yeah, it's often the problem. Um, I don't, what I told you, like, I don't feel good with what it is. It feels wrong or if it just feels challenging or it um, it causes me suffering and pain. Yes. Um, and how can I change that? And that's one of the first um, things that I do with people before I start going really into the work. The first thing where I really take a lot of time for is to find exactly what is their wish, like what is their vision. And very often people are not aware of what is actually the wish because the wish they are coming with is um, yeah, often the, I don't want to have this and this anymore. Um, or it's like uh, also a little bit similar what you said, like how can that be more vulnerable or how, how can I fit more into like why don't I enjoy sexuality? Why is that? Um, I would like to enjoy it. How can I enjoy it? Um, how can I, um, I have pain when I'm having sex. Um, so how can I get rid of the pain or how my partners, um, my, my partners um, are getting into stress with my partners because we don't find pleasure together. So how to change that? And it's always how can, how can, how can I change that I'm not wrong anymore? Um, and I'm trying to find a different approach. I'm really finding, I'm trying to find out what is your vision and not so much from your mind but I'm trying to connect them with um, something like an inner truth, which I find very um, fascinating because it's always there. 
like when I when I'm going into somatic coaching and somatic somatic talk, even if we haven't even started to work really, by guiding them into their somatic voice um, already in the intake, we find you find the inside motivation, also the emotional motivation, um, what's actually there. You know, like a, I guess an example, and that's very classical cliche, but it's still, I find it a good example when people come to uh, come for an, I want to have a full body orgasm. It's a very cliche orgasm, but uh, example, but let's, let's take that. I want to have a full body orgasm um, because I read about it. It must be so amazing that sometimes uh, people haven't even had one orgasm or they have a lot of issues around it or whatsoever or they have like this idea that I, I need to have such an orgasm otherwise um, yeah, like that's the best I can have but there are many reasons why people want to have something like that um, but um, yeah first of all it would put me under a lot of pressure if I would guarantee them you're going to have your full body orgasm <laughs> when we start working um, and uh, that's also not the point for me it's really the point like really to dig deep into the body and finding out where's this wish actually coming from yes. where is it coming from and very often it's really an emotional point what people um, um, associate with it and this can be a very emotional one that they just want to be in a deep trust and in a deep connection or that this is the biggest dream what they could imagine with their partner but it's very much about the partner relationship yes um it's um yeah that they feel their bodies are usually not so capable of pleasure and this is of like the dream of i want to connect with my inner with my inner core my inner strength and that's the picture of it so it's important to find out because it's not in the end about the orgasm. It's really about what's moving you. Yeah, desire, the the wish, the the picture they paint. This is key. This is key because I've I actually recorded a, a great sensual session about whole body orgasms and the post I make about whole body orgasms have a, a lot of likes and comments and controversy <laughs> everywhere. But now I think that, that it can be also a trap as an aspirational thing. Like I want to have a new car. It's like, now I want to have a whole body orgasm. And then you, re, you, you relate to, to that, not from a core wish, like you say, but as, as another social um, milestone to achieve. Like I, I want to get a salary raise. I want to, to have a whole body orgasm because if I don't have it, then I am doing something wrong. So I think it's, it's key in regards to pleasure and beauty to, to not fall into that trap that you are on a state of lack and you're referencing externally. What do you think? Mm -hmm. Yeah, 
Yeah, it can be seen as something to achieve, no? like it fits very much into a very capitalistic world. It's like there's something to achieve, and when I achieve that, that's the best, that's, that's good. Um, uh, yeah, and it's something that I associate with, um, but I forget about the past. Like this is what I find interesting. Like, like um, because like a full body orgasm. Also, what 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 does that mean? Now, like it's the same with all the orgasm talks. Like, what is an orgasm anyway? There are millions and thousands different kinds of orgasms. If you would really start talking about it, what pleasure, what orgasm feels like. Um, but people have their pictures, and so they they sometimes don't even realize what they already have. And this is what I find interesting in terms of change. Also. Like this, this thing with the full body orgasm, there's also an idea of a function. No? Is, um, um, I, I can learn something specific. Um, and if my body functions uh, good, then this and that will happen. And yes, it's true. I mean, in sex coaching, sex ethics education, there are a lot of tools that we can actually learn. And um, there are techniques that we can learn that have a big potential. Um, we can all teach that, that's true. Um, but in the end, um, for me, the, the, the interesting thing is um, like when we think about like ecstasy very often, it's sort of a very big thing, like ecstasy. Oh, that's huge, you know, like poof. Um, but of, to, to learn about a full body orgasm or to feel connected, also uh, could be many other things, to feel connected with my partner, to get rid of the pain when I'm having sex, to feel confident in my body, to let go of um, collective traumas, um, what I should look like, um, what my sexual identity should be, um, of um, 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 yeah, being oppressed um, out, out of a minority body. Um, there are so many things um, that um, starting to come back to to the smallest to the smallest cell to the smallest element. Like say we can look there, but actually when we start looking at a single point, what is happening right in this moment at this spot on my skin, and to realize wow, that's actually happening so much, like. Even when I'm not doing anything, no, just by guiding people only into the awareness when I ask them to sense just with their awareness, like in a meditation, um, just to place your attention onto a certain spot in your body. It might be the genitals, might be somewhere else. Um, to realize, wow, just just with it, just with my attention, yes, it's opening. And you can practice this until the rest of your um, life because you can always um, actually sense even deeper where you don't even think about it anymore, but you can go deeper and deeper. And when you're then inviting the breath and just send the breath right into that spot, it's like, and just staying there, just with your attention and your breath. And it's like, wow, it's amazing, you know? Um, and place a hand on that spot. Suddenly, yeah, and that might be a full body orgasm. It's just you never thought about it that it could look like that. You know, you're just yeah. sitting there with your yeah. breath and on your body, and it's everything that needs to happen. That and yeah, you get rid of these these pictures. Yeah, external pictures. 
rather looking inside onto the raw experience of what's going on in your body. And that comes from, from being willing to listen to yourself and being willing to direct your attention on what's going on in you and welcome that experience and naming that experience that might as well be your own expression of a whole body orgasm rather than the Hollywood picture or all the footage that we often see the on sex that is it's not real i mean you you see the interviews with the actors and that's what they are they are actors and it's very interesting that there's a point where the body doesn't lie and you can spot an acting so yeah so important to to go yeah. into that so anybody wants more like uh, when you think about um Pleasure for me, it's it, it is a lot about um, uh, intimacy actually. So um, because the the more aware you get of what is happening, um, or the finer you start sensing into your body, it becomes very very intimate. The moment you really start feeling what is happening, it's very intimate. Yes. And also because then you you need to find ways not only to sense it in yourself, but when you go also into interaction with other people, it might be in your sexuality, but also out in the world, no? Like it's not only reduced to sexuality, it's whatever is happening in our lives, yeah? yeah? Where, what, what do I do? Where do I want to go? Um, um, where do I want to work? With who do I want to connect? Um, what kind of people, what kind of pleasures um, are actually filling up my life, no? Like, um, are they? Uh, do they give me pleasure? Do are they good for me? Like, what what's part of my life that all like it's getting really huge when we start speaking about pleasure in a wider sense? Where where do we have a life that is nourishing us deeply? Huh? So that is the moment where I need to sense that in myself yes. first of all, and allow it to say, oh yeah, that's actually what is nourishing me and sometimes that's hard to say because that might be something completely different as what I'm used to do and what I'm doing out of whatever reasons in my life, yeah. Um, but then also going into communication with that because the more honest we become with our own perception of ourselves and our needs, um, we need to start talking about it. Yes. Um, because otherwise, we, we, we will not get the space for it. We need to tell people what we need and how we feel. And that might even cause um, conflict and challenges for the opposite when we usually don't do that. And yeah, most of our society doesn't do that. <laughs> so it's a lot about daring to speak up, daring to speak up of what is actually there, even if it's challenging. Um, and finding ways how to communicate. I mean, this opens up, yeah, um, uh, um, the questions about a culture of communication. Yes. Um, culture of, um, I mean, that's a huge topic nowadays, but a culture of consent. How can we actually speak together and come together and live together if we might have even other opinions or other needs 
how can we still live together in a consensual way um, where we see each other and also yeah accept first of all that another human being might feel different than me and not already reacting on it or fighting against it but say okay that's that's where we are and listen a little bit deeper of where we find a common space together or not no and then to say goodbye maybe yeah. possible yeah. Really, uh, open up spaces of possibilities yeah Daring also to, to see the other and let the other make his own decisions in regards to, to themselves and regarding to, to you. This is a 180 degree shift of being worried about being normal according to what you think it's normal because of what you see on TV and social media to asking yourself, is this good for me? Do I want this? Knowing your truth? Yeah. Not yeah, I, from a discussion. something about. Yeah, yeah. You said something about change. Um, I just remember um, what, what, what I think about change. Um, and uh, maybe also in regard to change, because um, when I speak about somatic coaching, it's all about um, changing, shifting your whole being yeah like the somatic the somatic work is really taking the whole being where body mind soul emotions um, your energetic body everything it's just coming together um, and it's a very crucial question of what change actually means in our work because i mean i'm not treating people in that sense no it's not that they come to me and i practice something on them and then they feel better my work is not like that Like, and I'm guiding people to connect more with themselves to find their own way. And I can give input, but that in the end, they, they have to find their own way. Um, and my work works best if people don't need to come anymore. Yeah. So the goal is not that I have them, that I have, they, I'm going to have them as long-term clients, no? I mean, that, that would be nice financially, but that's actually not my, my task. My task is to teach them something and to find out something where they um, um, where they learn something inside of their bodies, where they have a new reference in themselves, or also tools and skills, very practical, very pragmatic, um, that they can take into their lives. Because um, this usually is the biggest challenge, um, like when you go to these huge workshops yes. and you have huge yes. experiences, um, um, where it's also like in a safe container um, or you have like very, or sometimes also very strong, um, very strong practices, you know, when you think of all the breath stuff or like, I don't know, like so many things that are really intense when you do them. But this is usually not what you do in your all-day life. Yeah. So um, what is it actually what um, makes people to stay connected with what, with what they are learning um, so that it doesn't feel like a homework, so it doesn't get ditched down but by the daily habits? Because a lot of people have, like, they come from somewhere and say, ah, oh, no, I will do everything different, or this I will do now different. 
but in the end they will not do it because um, it didn't really stick. Like it's not, they don't know how. This is not what people get from it. Um, and so usually this, in terms of change, I realize sometimes it is the big experiences where we can like go, wow, suddenly I felt like, wow, this, I, and I have this exhibition. Um, but for me in sessions, it's usually very tiny things. Um, where for one moment, they really do experience their body in a different way. Yes. They just felt very different. Um, and they realize why. Like for me, it's a connection of both. Um, the basis is that they really go into a different experience where they already, as I said, like in the intake, I find out what is really their motivation and their wish. And then um, even if this is a bigger wish, they want to change their partnership, da, 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 but I find out the state of what they want to be in, we're going to find the state inside the session. And so they know, wow, it is actually already possible. Yes. Right now, not later, no. somewhere in the future, the way I want to feel is happening right now after one hour maybe, or after two hours. And so they start to trust themselves yes. and the body is like, wow, this is, this is where I wanna go. Not anymore, I, I want to go away from that, but wow, this is where I wanna go. Yes, yes. In the every, everyday little things, moment by moment that you experience and you recognize in yourself because yeah, having, Being on a workshop um, makes like the perfect environment for a huge experience to, to come out and can be life-changing. But after the revealing workshop and life-changing experience, you're gonna go back to your nine to five office. I mean, if that's your lifestyle or to chasing clients, if you're a freelancer or whatever, chasing your five kids, if you're a homestay <laughs> wife. So what is key is that to coming back to you and notice what is your own definition of pleasure, of sensuality, sexuality, and how you're experiencing. That is, this connects to what a whole body orgasm really is and really means. It's like, don't be distracted by the active image of what is, and that is described by cosmopolitan or I don't know what magazines do you have in Berlin <laughs> but turning inwards and realize like oh this is already a whole body orgasm and actually I have been having this kind of pleasure since a long time so mm -hmm. can you tell us uh, what's one tool that our audience can take and practice every day to get connected with their own pleasure? Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, it is like there, there's a specific tool and there's a setting for it. Um, um, like, because um, are you like, uh, uh, um, a more general tool for me is really um, slowing down and allowing breaks. Um, 
And this is one, the, the simple it sounds, this is the biggest thing for most of people, allowing breaks, because usually they are all, um, they are all taken by their all day life, not they, the way how they are working, it's like being, um, um, being busy with their families, um, it's uh, uh, being uh, busy with their hobbies, everything, and it's like even hobbies or something where they find it's something that I like, like taking really breaks for people is so difficult. Um, and this is the practice then to say, okay, I'm practicing taking breaks. And even if it's just for three minutes or five minutes, yeah. um, but doing this again, again, and again, and just tuning into the body. It's like a mini meditation, so to say. Yes. Um, you want to uh, um, place the attention on your genitals. If you never do that, that's uh, a little bit more sexually um, yeah, into the topic of sexuality, but you can do it basically with the whole um, body. Um, and then it comes to it, it's, it, it is a tool that is a general tool, but very specifically described from Betty Martin from um, inside the concept of the wheel of consent, something what we use very much in sex logic bodywork is where it's this um, um, waking up the fingertips, which can also like waking up just your sensory organ, which is basically your skin, which is basically your full body. <laughs> um, but as we're using a lot of our hands in our daily life as a very functional tool, like we're just grabbing things, we're doing things the whole time. And a lot like by grabbing things and doing things, this is also a lot related to our the way how we perceive the world. No, it's like it connects also with our eyes. It connects to our ratio. So we're trying to see things, to analyze things and to make something out of it. Mm -hmm. um, and what if we just turn it around? What if we just take the hands and to allow them to feel ourselves? Like that means we're becoming the giver and the receiver of a touch of ourselves. But also like taking the attention of really taking the pleasure. So, and this is nice to start with fingertips. How does it really feel on my fingertips, under my fingertips? And when I'm breathing into my hands, my arms, my full body, what I'm sensing there. And like we can touch ourselves, but you can also do it with an object. That makes it a little bit more easier to, easier to differentiate the giving and the receiving. Huh. Yeah. And so this is why it is a beautiful task to do it in your all day life because you can actually start doing it with Yes, and then everyday life becomes more pleasurable. It adds another dimension of experience in this wonderful existence. Yes, yes. and also allowing to, to let it sink in and like what I'm sensing and really what I'm sensing in your body. It's not just the hand outside that is sensing. What does it do to your body? And what does it make you feel? 
also in sense of it makes you cozy, it makes you sad, it makes you curious. And how does that feel in your body? It's always a question that it comes back, whatever I'm sensing in the outside, how does it make me feel? This is the biggest question that I'm using in my, my work. How is that for you? How does it make you feel? Makes me feel very good. And I hope everyone listening this amazing sensual session too. Marie, thank you so much. This has been extraordinarily pleasurable and revealing also because it helps put things into their place and in the right dimension and ask the right questions regarding what's normal, what's good for me, what makes me feel pleasure and how to communicate that first with yourself and then to, to your significant others. I think this is a basic knowledge for everyone. So tell us how can the sensualist know more about your work, how and where can they reach to you? <laughs> Um, they can reach me via my website. So they can, um, like, I'm also founder of the Institute for Somatic Ex Education, Sexuality and Bodywork in Berlin, where we're teaching also the sexological bodywork training, which unfortunately at the moment we only offer in German, but maybe in the future also in English language. Sometimes we offer English, um, English classes. Um, But then there's my own website, it's www.enter-space.net. And um, um, I'm also working via Zoom. So I guess not everybody, not all your listeners are um, from Berlin. So uh, yeah, you can reach me via Zoom and um, um, yeah, we can find out how to work together. Yeah, so... Go to Berlin or Bridge Marine by Zoom. You have those two options. Thank you so much for being thank here. Thank you so much. Yeah. And thank you, Sensualist, also for taking the time to know more about yourself so you can sense your fire of sensuality and you can go on to the world and share the flame. And if you're not already subscribed to the Sensual Emails, come to centraldepoder.com and get your email set in so you can get the essential sessions delivered weekly there. So thank you so much. Catch you the next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay.